Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Female Health Podcast. Today I am joined by a lovely guest. I have Charlotte Jane, uh, who is a mindset coach on Instagram. Uh, She also does PT work as well with both males and females. And today we're really, we're going to have a chat more about around the mindset area. Um, It's an area that... uh, Charlotte really kind of specializes in and um, I've had conversations with her about it and she really knows her stuff and has a great Facebook group that she will talk about as well that you can um can join and get really good like I guess I guess empowering and encouraging um uh, I guess information and things like that but uh, I'll pass it over to Charlotte introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and what got you into this area and thank you also for coming on <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mary. It was, uh, it's a pleasure to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm Charlotte um, and I'm a mindset coach and also um, a PT as well. Um, so I've been coaching for five years in July now. And my background is, so for anyone that like doesn't, doesn't know me, uh, like my background is a bit varied because I was in criminal justice for like nine years. Mm-hmm. And so I was at uni, I did psychology, and then I moved from psychology to, uh, so when I finished my degree, I then was a police community support officer. And so from that, the natural progression to from that was to then be a police officer. And I just found like I wasn't helping people the way that I wanted to help people. I was very much like unfulfilled and just I was becoming as well, like very, if anybody knows police officers, you'll know oh, nine times out of 10, they're very like bitter, cynical people. You just see the bad in people. And that's not me. Like, I'm more of like positive, upbeat people. I like to see the good in people and also want to help people. And I'm not saying police officers don't want to help people because they do, but it, they are very much bitter. And I could just see myself getting trapped in like very much of a negative mindset. Yeah. And so... Uh, so I'd left the police uh, well I applied to be a probation officer and I remember when I was in the police actually I was thinking oh bloody hell this money that I've spent on my degree is a waste of time because I didn't need it at that time to be a police officer I think you do now um but then I so I applied for probation to be a probation officer and I actually I never thought I'd get it but I was applying for things left right and center because I was so unhappy um so I got it and I, I actually spoke to my sergeant and he was like leave he said uh, he was like just genuinely he said you'll be definitely more happy leaving he said it's just not what it was the police and it genuinely isn't what it was because I've been in it since I was younger like being a PCSO so then I um moved to be a probation officer and as part of that we uh, were funded to go to uni to do a postgrad and so I actually needed my degree for that you needed a um, psychology-based degree and so I was um probation officer and then I also got a postgrad in probation studies from that and that was very much focused around cognitive behavior therapy solutions-based therapy like motivational interviewing and uh, in probation I was supervising like high to medium risk offenders working on like risk reduction and just improving like their thinking their thought patterns and preparing them for release or in a lot of my cases, my offenders actually wouldn't have come out of prison and it was just managing them like within prison and just trying to like reduce their risk, um, like I say, um, and just work on like them as individuals and um, for a lot of um for a lot of like hard like work that they had to put in as well. But again, um, I wasn't feeling filled. I was working with a lot of proportion of the population, which people don't really see, and it is hard um to kind of help people in in those settings with those ingrained thought patterns um and behaviors but you know like I did I did have some success stories but I just thought I can't do this for 30 years so I went 
back to the drawing board and I was like, right, what do I love? Um, and so I really loved health and fitness. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a PT qualification. So it was five years ago in March. Um, the March just gone. Um, and so I was still in probation at the time, did my PT qualification, uh, loved it. And then I actually got offered a job, self-employed. And so I'd done a bit of PT on the side, like from home whilst I was still in probation. And I was about to turn 30 at the time. And I'd said to my husband, like, I don't know what to do. Do I go self-employed? Like, I'm going from a stable income to actually walking away from an income, from a pension, which was really scary because, you know, you've got bills to pay and things. So I was like, do you know know what? I need to take a risk because I'd rather look back and say it didn't work out than look back and and look back with regret that I never seized the opportunity. So I saved up three months' worth of money. I left probation. and And the comforting thought at the time was I will always be a probation officer. I've got my qualification. I can go back. But I knew in my head, once I've left, I am never going back to, to being a probation officer. So I, uh, yeah, so then I started as a personal trainer, like self-employed, but for a company who I'm still with now, and then built up my client base. And I was just, I was giving out loads of information for free at the time, just really like hit the ground running. I was like, I'm just going to go all in on this. Um, to build up a really successful business, like a lot of my clients now in July are approaching like their five year anniversary with me, which is lovely. Um, and so I've seen them grow in like the last five years. Um, and so I've got like a really like good um, client base PT wise. However, well, not however, but what I found was I was working with them a lot on mindset because I started to realize the work I did with my offenders on mindset was then transitioning into my clients. And I do some of the same worksheets that I do with my offenders, just in a different capacity. And so, but the difference was they wanted to be with me. They wanted to sit with me and they wanted help. Um, So then I was just thinking, well, surely, you know, I could just do mindset clients. And so before lockdown, I hated this really long story, but I hated public speaking. And so I, I wrote a, work, a women's workshop and the best way to get over a fear is to confront it head on. So I was like, well, if I write a workshop, I've got to deliver it. So then I started delivering women's workshops. And then from that, I took on my first um, one-to-one mindset client. Um, that was in the January as we got locked down in March. Mm-hmm. and so then I think I'd taken on one more before that but then lockdown was good because then I realized oh actually I could work with clients not just at my house I can do them on zoom so then I had a client I've got like a client in London like Wales Scotland um, Ireland actually and so it just opened up my client base then um to working with different people and so now I do like male and women um mindset coaching as well and I've done that for like just solely mindset clients for so what will that be now like two and a half years um but which I love and I finally feel fulfilled and and I actually love my job and I'm not swapping my job now (laughs) (laughs) oh no that's so cool like wow what a progression to get to where you are like and it's such a cool and interesting story like it's really interesting you worked with like offenders and like I'm sure you like I'm sure that has like whether you knew it or not at the time has helped you so much now in your current career like and like got like really difficult I'm, I'm assuming anyway difficult people to work with and now like you say people actually want to work with you I'm sure there's a big yeah. difference in there like having the actual will is quite important to when you do want to make some changes um but yeah that's really fascinating <laughs> it, it is like a, a, a true example of like literally just trusting the path you're on and knowing that everything happens for a reason there was a reason why because I was never going to uni I was uh leaving college and I didn't want to go to uni and then last minute I made an application to UCAS and I got in my uni through clearing because I decided I wanted to do psychology um psychology and crime I did and so that was a last minute decision so the, there was a reason why I changed my mind to go yeah. to uni to do that for me not to need my degree for me to get the experience in the police to then go to probation but all the skills I had yeah. from the police like and dealing with my offenders in probation and working with them has led to this point now because I genuinely I won't be doing this job now if I hadn't have done my previous jobs because yeah. I don't think I would have the like the knowledge and the experience to to be able to like help my clients I know and even the fact that you didn't actually sorry even the fact you didn't actually like that job mm. and now you can reflect back and you're doing something that is challenging being not self-employed on your own but you can also reflect and say on those hard days it's like 
oh I had that other job that I really was unfulfilled this job fulfills me now you have that that comparison that other example of like a world where you worked in something that you didn't enjoy as much that wasn't fulfilling you so yeah I do think that like there's a reason for everything and you know or even if you don't want to believe in that way everything that you do you can learn from it like there's something to learn from and that job that you didn't even like is now you know what it's like to work in something that makes you unfulfilled to make you really want to work in something that makes you fulfilled basically so you have that like a hundred percent and that's why I knew when I left I thought I could never go back to this because I was unfulfilled I was unhappy I was looking at the clock like waiting for the day to end and it was just a drain and then now and like yesterday I was on zoom to my client and I said um he said oh have you got a busy day I said yeah I'm just going to my next client we're going walking up Rivington which is like a, a hill around here um I've not described it very well it's really nice um so, so he said you're so like fortunate that you can do that for your job and it really made me think you know I am really fortunate that I can do that for my job that I can go out on a walk with a client but he's getting value from that I would like it was really nice experience for me to be able to do that and I wouldn't have been able to do that in probation I wouldn't have been able to take an offender out for a for a walk up like a hill and and I'm fortunate that I can do that but that's from because I don't like to say, I was when people say, um, oh, you're really lucky. Like, I'm not lucky. I've like worked very hard to get to where I am. I'm fortunate, but I'm not lucky. And but I'm very fortunate that, because I, I couldn't go back to, I don't know about you, I genuinely couldn't go back to working for somebody now. I feel like I'm unemployable. <laughs> I do I could not like I have no desire to so I think that's what drives me even yeah. on the days I'm just kind of like what would I oh could I work for someone because my mom would like I know she'd love me to work for someone because she's self-employed and she's like why did you choose this route it's so difficult and I'm just like yeah but like I just the thoughts of working for someone I just couldn't do it like it's just like you have no control over your like I love the freedom that I have like going traveling with my job you know being able like you just doing like things that like most people can't do in their day-to-day jobs like you're not looking at a clock you control your own day basically and like I just love that freedom that comes with it and that you like I don't know for for me I'm definitely the type of person that maybe I just don't like being kind of put into a box and told what to do I just don't really like that so that's why self-employed life kind of I think suits me more and I can like choose to do something my way it's completely my own you know like yourself you can do it your way completely and it's just yeah I don't think I'd be employable either Um, and that's what honestly drives me I'm just like oh like the the thoughts of going back to yeah um, I can never go back to that yeah (laughs) couldn't <laughs> yeah no because my job was working in a bank and like that was oh hell for me I really <laughs> but anyway we won't go there I think I've <laughs> I really hate it but um, we both took a risk and like well and I think that's a really good example for you know anybody listening to this and like thinking that they would like to change their career or you know they they, they want to change in that respect you know, we're not saying go out and put your jobs and like not have any money but there is a way I didn't quit my job straight away I had I then you know I'd done my qualification I saved up I had a plan in place and so if you are thinking about maybe changing your career you're feeling unfulfilled it's a long time our working life so take steps towards it if you want to be a photographer go to a photography course you can do that whilst you are still working don't look at like what you can't do look at what you can do and then it will come there's so many opportunities out there. It's just about being open to them and seeing them that they're there and not putting yourself or limiting yourself to this is my life now. This is it. And put yourself into that box. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah, there may be a bit of a, a hard work involved, but like if that's it, what's the I guess the alternative it's you staying in a job that makes you completely unfulfilled or else pushing yourself outside your comfort zone pushing yourself past your limits and doing the bit of work to get maybe to somewhere that makes you happier basically overall and gives you more fulfillment and the things that come from that then you meet new people you make new experiences it's just it's there's a load that come with it as well and yeah yeah like that's like a big part of I guess health in general it's not just like you know the food we eat and you know the exercise we do it's all about like our social health and our what how we nurture our, our brain with you know like actually being having a passion and following th- things that give us joy instead mm-hmm. of just doing things because we are told to do them or we have to do them that kind of like 
you know rat race kind of mentality of just kind of being being along like kind of like everyone else basically but just kind of not really feeling that happy or having joy in our lives and it's so important that we have that I think not yeah like you said you said before you know not fitting into uh, being constrained to a certain box and thinking you know the one of the biggest piece of advice I can give to people is don't feel don't stay trapped in something be it a relationship or a career anything like that because you think that you should and it's what society dictates like just because you went to uni and you studied law and you're now a solicitor does and you're feeling unfulfilled just because you've done those qualifications and you know society says that you should have a job and stay in that profession because you've trained in that profession don't feel trapped that if you're feeling unfulfilled you're not unhappy do something about it and that could be looking at other jobs that could be looking at what other passions that you have but actually acknowledge that you're feeling unfulfilled and don't stay in something because you think that you'll be judged coming away from it or you're a failure because you're not you're not a failure like you're actually giving yourself the opportunity to grow and to live a happy life and the people who are judging you are not the people that you want in your like your life and often if they are judging you it's because they're judging themselves and they're feeling unfulfilled and they're feeling unhappy in the job. Yeah, or it's a fear-based mindset. Like, you know, like kind of like I mentioned there, like, you know, my mom probably wouldn't have wanted me to go into the self-employed life. And it comes from a fear. It's kind of like, oh, the the fear of not having money or the 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 safety net or the security blanket of like say a pensionable job and that and I totally get that. But you know, there's also the the part about that makes you just happy and fulfilled and that so like it can be the ones closest to you that can be the most judgmental or critical of what of your life choices and your change but I think that's more from a fear and you know their own personal issues as well you know you know they're it's they're transferring them onto you and like putting them onto you but gotta follow your own direction your own path really and it can be difficult when you have people close to you maybe saying oh no I don't think you should do that stay in law because that's what you studied like it's a really good job but um yeah like happiness is worth more it really really is and another one you said there like the relationship thing I think a lot of people you know in say 20s and 30s are you know like maybe in relationships or thinking about being in relationships Mm. and a lot of them may not be good for them they can be toxic and like that's definitely something to like not stay in just because you should stay in it because you think you should um and that is a hard one to move away from it's particularly if it's like well for both reasons one if it's toxic it's hard because they're probably it's probably really difficult to get away from them Uh, or two maybe it's actually really nice relationship but it just doesn't feel right for you that can also be just hard to get away from as well yeah. so um yeah like do you work with people with women or people sorry in general you work with men and women who are in that situation yeah I've had um so recently probably in like the last six months well I've got, I've got a couple um I'd had a couple of male clients anyway like uh, mindset clients and then I feel like a lot of males have come to me within like the last maybe seven eight months which is really nice because it's actually them them investing in themselves and breaking away from like that stigma that you can't ask for help because I think as a man we've been conditioned they've been conditioned in society to kind of not accept help and pretend that everything's okay so it's really nice that they're coming to me um so a lot of my clients, you know, I have worked with clients to walk away from toxic relationships um, and actually looking at their relationships and seeing if they are serving them because previously, you know, they've gone along with them because it's just the way it is. And yeah. they'll actually look at them and think, actually, this behavior, what this person does isn't serving me or the way that they make me feel isn't the way that I want to feel but without looking at it from a bird's eye view they've not really acknowledged they've known something's not quite been right but they've not been able to fully understand it and so so then they've been able to it's not necessarily sometimes been walking away from that relationship it's been about reevaluating it and putting those boundaries in place and expectations and uh, you know making the relationship better and actually work for them and work work for each working with each other as well rather than against yeah. each other um a lot of the time as I've had four teachers come to me recently four five 
four or five teachers come to me recently who want to leave teaching because they hate it they feel trapped they feel constrained they felt like they're in the career because they feel like they should be because they've been trained as a teacher and they're a failure if they walk away all four one is just in the process of are leaving or have left teaching into different jobs which is amazing and they're they're doing so well but they came to me because they wanted to leave teaching didn't believe that they could and it was about just when you when you've got somebody who believes in you and they're you're in their corner and you're telling them look I believe in you and giving them the tools to be able to go and do it and identify opportunities it just gave them hope that there was something other than teaching and now they're all smashing it that's amazing so it's really really um empowering job you have like uh, like that you help people to do this like so like what would you do for them like what kind of tools do you help give them or like I know you can't go through everything I'm sure but what are the some of the things that you help them with like to identify maybe blocks or limiting beliefs of it or things like that is it yeah like a a lot of my clients will come to me with a limiting belief with limiting beliefs that you know you collect these over time it could be from a specific comment that's been said to you in childhood and then you've latched onto that comment and it's maybe something that a teacher said like oh you'll never make anything of yourself or you've been in a relationship and that person's made you believe that you're not good enough and so you've carried these limiting beliefs around with you over time and then you just collect the evidence that facilitate that actually reinforces these beliefs rather than looking at the bigger picture of that you know you will you you have made good of your life you have seized opportunities you have had great achievements you know you are enough like this has worked out that's worked out but you've not you've had tunnel vision and you've not opened yourself up to everything that doesn't affirm these limiting beliefs so a lot of it is breaking down these limiting beliefs and questioning where they come from um what impact that has had um over time and then how we can flip these limiting beliefs and attract new opportunities it's working on building confidence like somebody isn't going to leave teaching if they're feeling unconfident they're suffering with imposter syndrome Uh, they're not able to think clearly to think that they can make a go of something else and practically as well it is about looking at finances like what are your financial what what finances uh what have you got coming in and what have you got going out what can you live on like bare minimum and then looking at like jobs looking at like jobs around you know what that facilitates like what does that look like um uh, looking at passions uh which you've got so one of my clients um, who left teaching, she now works in mental health. Like mental health was um, a something she was really passionate about and wanted to get involved in. And so then we looked at jobs within mental health. And so, but in order to look at the jobs, you need to know what minimum that you can survive on. And yeah. so she does that. And she also like has a side business of yoga. And so it was like, right, okay, we'll ever make X amount from, from this. Then I know I could comfortably take a job doing this um I'd had another client who was uh leaving teaching to write a book and it was about the belief that she could actually make a go of it with this book and and breaking down the beliefs as to why she can't what her her saying why she couldn't do it it's like but why can you do it like what are you giving up if you're telling yourself you can't do it what opportunities are passing you by um and so yeah practically looking at things like finances as well looking at what what your passion is like, why do you want to if it let's just use teaching as an example why do you want to leave teaching what is it that you don't like about it what is it that you do like about it so um what can you what transferable skills like always looking yeah. at transferable skills as well but if you wanted to um if you weren't ready to leave a job let's say you were a teacher and you weren't ready to leave what because one of my clients she's not a teacher but she's she's working on um uh, she wants to leave uh, the profession that she's in and so actually it's really lovely because she loved she didn't realize she wanted to do this until she started working with me and she now wants to do mindset coaching and so now I'm like helping her uh, set up her business in mindset coaching and and so she's setting it up as like a side business at the moment to eventually make that transition and so it's actually just empowering her to make her believe that she can do that, but then giving her the practical steps along the way as to what she needs to do. And if it was, like I said, if it was photography, 
go go and find a course in photography go go do, do some go and take pictures of somebody for free and then think that you if you think that you are that person like before I was a mindset coach I'd got like this made and it says um we'll be able to see it but it says Charlotte Jane like mindset coach it's like this glass thing that I've got on my desk and then I've got like in my my pens and my pencils it says Charlotte Jane mindset coach and it's like actually think that you're that person like what behaviors does the person who's a mindset coach exhibit what are they doing on a day-to-day basis like in and then how can you do that and seeing those visual cues then makes you believe that you are as well I think that's so helpful actually like whatever your goal is or like what you want to be or have imagine you actually have that act as if you already have it just acting that way and so I don't know um even like say you want a relationship like a lot of people would love the goal of like being in a relationship but like they don't really show themselves much self-love they don't you know care for maybe um yeah that kind of like small areas of of showing themselves up and surrounding themselves with love in their lives so that's something I think can be a really like uh, you can act start acting as if you are you know in not not necessarily in a relationship but maybe acting as if you know there's more love in your life and that you feel more love so that's what being a that's the goal I guess of being in a relationship is having connection and being feeling yeah. love so like how can you act like that in your life you can maybe get involved in more groups and get connected yeah. with more people you can show more love to the people that are already in your life that's some, just an example and then like yeah or if you wanted then to earn more money in your business or your career act as if you already are that person yeah. that earning that money what habits do they do they do every day do they get up earlier and have a morning yeah do they you know uh take care of their mental health and do some self-care habits do they eat really well to support their energy and keep themselves going and do they have good financial habits yeah like that like so act as if you already are that person can be really um a really good tool to use and I guess in terms of my career or my industry I guess in terms of act as if you already are someone who's healthier you know yeah hormones act as if you're already that person what would a person who has healthy hormones do or who has balanced hormones who has managed their hormones do so yeah show up as that person and like show up as that person first and the rest will come like you said about a relationship then if you want a relationship where you're loved and respected and maybe you've not had that before well, show up for yourself first. Actually, yeah. if, if you're if you want a relationship like where and you want it to be loving, you want it to be respectful, well, give yourself that love and respect first. Yeah. And then at least you're exhibiting that on one level. And then you're showing up as that person because you know, there's that age-old saying where how can you expect it? I say age old saying, I'm not even gonna yeah. say it right, but love yeah. yourself, love yourself first before you like before you love anybody else because if you can't love yourself then you're asking somebody else to love you um and in working on little habits like that like treat to speak to yourself like you speak to somebody else I try and work on that with my clients all the time like self-compassion because you know we've all done it we'll look in the mirror and we say not nice things to ourselves or we'll beat ourselves up about things and we'll have these conversations in our head and we'll not be very nice but you wouldn't say that to your friend because no. your friend would probably punch you and they wouldn't be your friend for that, that long. Uh, but yet we're quite easily tear ourselves down. But the relationship that we have with ourselves is the one that we're born with and the one that, the, the one that lasts the test of time. We're born with that relationship until we die. Like people come into your life, people go out of your life. No relationship stays in your life forever apart from the one with yourself. So treat yourself like you treat your best friend, like you treat your partner. Yeah, absolutely. It's one I definitely say to to my own clients as well, because, you know, that like being really hard on yourself, berating yourself is, again, you wouldn't say it to a best friend. And you, you're what you feed, your thoughts, what you start to feel, you start to believe, and then you start to engage in habits then that are not beneficial because yeah. you start to feed yourself with these negative kind of thoughts about yourself. And like, I'm not good enough, or I don't deserve this, or I shouldn't have done that, or feel so bad about that. I'm so oh, I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah and then that just maybe drives 
further behaviors that maybe are not beneficial yeah. for you so rather than that having that maybe accept and say actually yeah whatever I did that it's not a big deal I'm a human being if your best yeah. friend did that what would you say to them oh it's fine tomorrow's another day just whatever it's fine that's just like you're not a bad person like you did one thing or whatever it is yeah. uh, and you can move on and not like hone in on this small thing or this thing that you did uh, to the point that it like you fester in it you dwell in it and then it just feeds this big spiral of negative energy basically so um yeah definitely self-compassion is a really really important tool that everyone should use for no matter what like whether they have goal changes or not or you know just every day in life you know because we all have little things that like come up in our day-to-day life in our jobs in our in our careers and with our relationships with our friends hobbies whatever there's always these little thoughts that come in now and again so having that self-compassion is so helpful to help you get over those um hurdles I guess oh definitely but in giving you giving yourself a break like just give yourself a break you go you know and acknowledge that you won't always feel great, but on the days that you don't feel great, you don't also have to hate yourself. I think that's so true. Like, I think out there now, there's this kind of like, you know, um, be positive and this like, you know, the, the be happy all the time and like be grateful. And yeah, like those tools are great, like being having gratitude. And like, I feel find there's like this like self-care checklist that people feel they need to tick off. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to do gratitude. I have to do yoga, mindfulness, meditation. There's all these things I feel they need to do. And it's like, there's no room for, you can't not be ha- unhappy. Like, you know, yeah. it's not realistic. There's days that you just don't feel the best or you're a bit sad yeah. or down or your mood's not just great and you sometimes may not want to be around people and things like that and again doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or that there's something to to dissect and be like what's the problem here it's actually just okay it's normal to have days yeah best mood and just accepting that that's a day that like that and it will go and you'll have another good day again and that's go and you have a maybe an up and down day and that's just life you will go through those ups and downs and it's not about battling them and trying to fight them it's about accepting them and saying it's okay to feel this way and just going with the day and not like letting it become you to the point that you get really really down and like upset like it's accepting that oh I don't feel the best today but it's okay I'll do what I have to do and get on with it and then you know it it too shall pass it's a great saying like it's so but this too shall pass everything does pass nothing stays stagnant forever energy yeah. is always moving there's always energy moving like and that's what we are we're energy beings basically so energy is moving in and out of us all the time we're never going to stay the same way so yeah and like our thoughts come and go don't they and yeah. they're only temporary but it's how we behave and how we react to those um you know it's it's looking at those. I can hear my stomach rumbling. <laughs> I think I hope you don't. I hope you can't hear that on here. Um, <laughs> I keep hearing it. I think I hope you can't pick it up. Um, <laughs> it's knowing that you know they are temporary, but like, how are we behaving? How are we re- reacting to certain situations? And like you said, acknowledge your emotions. Don't bury them under the carpet. Like, don't acknowledge when you're feeling sad. Don't, yeah, don't not acknowledge when you're feeling sad. Actually, why am I feeling that? And I use a feelings wheel. Have you seen the feelings wheel? You probably use that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. With with clients. And so, you know, you've got your core emotions, like happy, sad, anger. And then off the wheel, then comes another emotion. So sad would then come with about eight other different emotions and then then you pick which one is most relevant to you and then from that then there's um that emotion then is two other emotions and then you pick the one that best describes that because we use very generic emo- generic emotions it's like I'm happy I'm sad I'm angry um, I feel bad but actually let's nail it down because once you sit with it and nail it down it might result in actually I don't feel sad I feel worried okay well what am I worried about I'm working back from it that way because then you'll have more of an understanding uh, as to what sparks that worry. Well, actually, it's X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, how can I deal with that? And how can I respond to how can I respond to this in a way which is going to serve me? But not just using it when you're sad or you feel bad or you feel angry, using it for happiness as well. And different don't don't just go to the feelings wheel. If anybody uh, wants to use it, just Google the feelings wheel and it comes up with a really good one um, through calm. But um, it's um, it's really good to use for positive 
emotions as well. Okay, that's really interesting. I'll definitely um, look that up as well. And I have seen those different kind of wheels, and, and but it is good to, like you say, identify more of a name, not just sad, mm-hmm. like and like and going backwards. And um, yeah, like you say, what maybe can you do about it then? And that's and it's a bit more practical, I guess, as well. And instead of you festering in the emotion, you're actually identifying one more so what it is, and two maybe being able to put in some steps to work on it I guess or do something yeah. about it you know even if it is just something small and I guess that kind of feeling of you taking an action can yeah. make you feel better as well you know like whereas that's I think a lot of the problem is you feel like you're not able to do anything you feel in out of control whereas because you don't know what's going on in your head you're just like I'm so I'm just feeling crap today whereas like you said if you break it down you're seeing that you're worried what can you do about it you're taking an action and it's bringing you one step forward so yeah. already you probably will be feeling better even just from the action step of realizing what's going on like so yeah I think um yeah that's that's really really um helpful and it's, it's so great that you're doing all that with your clients and like the, the work like that you do is so important because even like I'm, I'm sure like you said you work with PT clients like and I work with nutrition clients a lot and, and again they're making habit and behavioral changes like yeah a lot it's a lot of that work is mindset isn't it it's not really about just what you're telling them to do you know like you need to eat this or do this exercise or whatever there's so many mindset and limiting beliefs I guess mm-hmm. in in reasons why they are in this position yeah I mean, if your mindset isn't in place, nothing else is going to flow, is it? It's like habits won't stick. So habits is another great one to work on with clients. Like habits won't stick because the mindset just isn't there. Like you can, you can train in the gym six days a week. You can, you can eat well most of the time. But if you're not, if you're not feeling well, like mentally, like um, you know, you don't have to be suffering from a mental illness. You know, no. just your mental well-being is not great. You will not like thrive in all different areas of your life, and you are holding yourself back from being feeling exceptional. You might be feeling okay or good, but you could feel so much better if you do if you invest in your mindset. And it's you don't have to be things don't have to be going falling apart in your business, in your personal life, in your um in your relationships things don't have to be a state of chaos in order to start coaching it's you may i said this like to um somebody the other day i said it may just be in your work like you're not happy in your work but your personal life you're smashing it like things are going well health wise okay well that's fine that's going well amazing but let's work on your work life and let's get all let's get you all your areas to be balanced more or things may you may have a toxic relationship which you want help on and you keep struggling in relationships but work-wise you own a six-figure business and you're absolutely like smashing it out of the park with that it doesn't mean because one area is great the others all have to be great but it just takes you to have a look at your life to see what's not serving you to see that actually well, I could do with working on this area. Just give yourself the time to do that. Yeah. Do you find that, say, one area, like you're kind of talking about, like, you know, that wheel of life where you have, like, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah, but do you find that if one area isn't maybe balanced, so say work is really, you know, at the bottom it's not going well or or say a relationship isn't going well but other areas you know seem to be okay do you find they feed into one another though so say like if you're in a toxic relationship like would you not would you find that maybe someone in that situation maybe has though it might seem maybe they're doing really well but maybe like it is actually impacting their just their overall mental health and maybe like their ability to do as good as they are in work or do well in work do you find it feeds into things like that or it can that people separate them oh definitely I think I I think it could depend on the person because you might have somebody who's in a a relationship where they're struggling and they throw themselves into work and so for all intensive purposes somebody's looking at them and thinking oh my god they're doing absolutely amazing business-wise but you actually don't see what's going on behind closed doors and see that they're actually really struggling in their personal life and so work-wise okay yep you're doing amazing you hope you've got this amazing business or you're a CEO of a company but then you're you're using that to escape from confronting the problems within your relationship and so 
they're struggling in a relationship and maybe not showing themselves love as well. And so the health, their health markers are down um, and they're not managing to get to the gym. They're not eating well because the home environment is toxic. Um, And so the work environment is an escape for that. And likewise, you know, somebody, uh, some somebody may be struggling work-wise and so because they're struggling work-wise you may look at them and you may think oh my god they're out having fun all the time they're living this amazing life but actually they're doing that as an escape because they hate their work and so their wheel of life is very much off and so people do use when like different areas to overcompensate on overcompensate. yeah yeah because they're struggling in in other areas whereas it's Ideally, we want a balance of all of those areas. They won't always be fully yeah. balanced. I know if I'm really busy with work, my on the wheel of life, my relationship's going to be down because I'm really busy with work. And but having the awareness of that, like I'm not using work to hide from an unhappy relationship, but then there are people who will do that. And it's like if um my fun and recreation on the wheel of life is high. Well, I can't spend as much time doing work. So my work's down. And then maybe my health and well-being's down because I'm I'm like out eating out and things. But having that awareness is key. And it's the reasons why those areas may be down, which is the important bit. Yeah, yeah. The reasons why, yeah, that's really, really important to add in, I guess. Um, because yeah, that's where um, they need to to work on, I guess. Is, is yeah. That. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, that's really, I just thought I would talk about that because, um, yeah, I just kind of feel if one area of your life is not balanced, it does dip into other areas. Yeah. Like you, said, you overcompensate maybe in other areas. So um, it's so that's why it's so important, I guess, t- to look at like something that isn't going well for you and why it's not going well. Like you say, are you hiding from it or, you know, like you're using something as an escape? And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is there fear there behind it as well? Like, again, someone might have health goals and they just don't want to look after them because they're in maybe afraid of going to be there or you know and it's but like I guess they'll always have that fear unless they go and face it head on and do and do something about it and you have to confront things eventually because it catches up with you but it's it's maybe a difficult conversation it's maybe like having to take a step back from something because it's not serving you it will be uncomfortable you have to step out of your comfort zone but if you never step out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to be vulnerable you will never like work on the area which is failing you and like holding you back. I know. Be speaking of that, like allowing yourself to be vulnerable. I think that's something that people really struggle with. Like it's such a, a fear. Like, is that something you help people with? Or what would you say? Or yeah. how, can, how can you help people with that? I think I think that's like allowing yourself to be vulnerable, then your confidence increases. Because we have to go through levels of vulnerability to increase confidence. Like courage comes first and then confidence comes. And so it's allowing people to sit with that uncomfortableness uh, of the vulnerability. And it's maybe like I was vulnerable when I uh, wrote the presentations to deliver the presentations because I hated public speaking. But I had to go through that in order to grow in confidence. It's you know, if you're getting into a relationship and you've previously been hurt, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. And it's vulnerable to the fact that you're getting into a new relationship, you're opening yourself up to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. But through being vulnerable, like, you will develop and you will learn and things may not work out. You may get, you may have been in a bad relationship before and then you are now allowing yourself to get into another relationship. You're being vulnerable. You're opening yourself up to her. This new relationship may not work out, but it's, you have to do these things in order to grow. Otherwise we'd all be stuck in the same situation. We'd be going around the hamster wheel, like not developing ourselves, just very much stuck and never growing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, so true that we have to just kind of push through that vulnerability and get to the other side, because like you say, even if it doesn't work out, there's something to learn from that. There's always a, le- a lesson in, in something that we do. And, you know, even if you're like, if, if you really struggle to see it, there's something there like and you just have to like look at like, you know, what what came out of that for you like what did it make you see differently even like you know what you know what changes come out of it there's definitely something uh when it doesn't work out so like you know we've all done things that haven't worked out made mistakes invested in things maybe or been in bad relationships or done careers we weren't Mm -hmm. interested in or whatever and 
there are still lessons in them and it's really important not to look at the negatives and look at maybe what you can take with you from there as you know and you do be vulnerable but yeah you get to um experience more as a result of that like if you weren't being funny would experience nothing you know you, uh-huh. what yeah you'd be staying stuck as you say and in that narrow little box that narrow mindset you wouldn't move away from that so yeah and I guess then if you're like were to give some people tips or whatever like to start off with working on their mindset so like what would you be help, where, where, where should they start what would be the first areas to look at I think being open to it for one and actually um, committing to the fact that you you want to like develop. Have a think of the wheel of life is really good, uh, really good tool to use if people want to start working on their mindset. Actually, um, um, I've got I've got a few things on my Instagram about it, but I did a talk about it not that long ago. But people really like the wheel of life. So I was going to record a video today and actually put it on my emails and so I'm going to put it on my Instagram to send that out uh, which is ironic so I'm recording it today but I think I would start with the wheel of life and actually that marks down 10 areas in your life and you mark them out of 10 and so then you can clearly see which which areas of your life that you want to work on and so you'll know that something's not quite right but maybe just taking time you get a bird's eye view of your life and you're like actually I didn't realize my fun and recreation was a two out of ten I really need to work on that but my relationships are 10, so amazing. But you'll actually start to see what areas of your life aren't serving you. And so then from that, have a think about three actionable steps that you can take in the lowest scoring areas and afford yourself the time to do that. Um, so that'd be a good place to start the wheel yeah. of life. Uh, following content that you actually want to consume, having a look at your social media, are you walking away from it feeling inspired or are you walking away from it feeling like a failure and comparing yourself? start to follow accounts that align with you and your interests. Like what, say, for example, um, it came out of the wheel of life. You found that you had a lack of confidence within work. Well, follow accounts which align with building confidence, but, you know, in with somebody who is in line with your values. Actually start to read. If you want to develop habits, start with Atomic Habits, James Clear, absolutely amazing book. If you want to, like, look at, time management start with a book around that but then give yourself the time to read these books Mm. and actually invest in you if you realize you want to invest in you the next thing is time like how can you fit it into your life and don't push yourself to the bottom of the pile because the day that you start investing in you you'll show up as the best like partner the best sibling the best work colleague and you will it will transcend into all parts of, of your life um and then obviously like investing in a coach will help um as well but definitely start with the wheel of life yeah I think that's really good advice I'm actually going to go look at it as well today just to kind of look at my areas <laughs> what do I need to work on uh no but like we all need to do these things like you know um now and again as well and just to check back in because like mm-hmm. things do fall off like you know you could be doing thriving in one area but then maybe something else is slipping so it is good just to kind of check in and just see what maybe you need to do a little bit of work on as well and um, before it falls through the cracks basically yeah um, yeah but no that's been really really helpful and so Charlotte you have a really cool uh, group uh, which you call like gym for the mind which I think is great so do you want to just tell people about that um before yeah we yeah definitely thank you um so it's called your place your space um a Facebook community and so I set it up because I, w- I know that not everybody can afford like one-to-one coaching but I wanted to have something which was accessible um, for this, so this one is just solely for women uh, that was accessible for more people. And so I've just, it, it's like a gym for the mind. So it's a monthly membership. Um, and there's so many lovely women on there. And the, like yesterday, they were giving each other self care tips around tanning um, and, uh, and practicing and, and like the best tans and then skincare. Um, but it's just a lovely little community uh, where women can set their Monday goals. They can reflect on like what's gone well in the week on a Sunday, like what emotions they've been feeling. Um, you know, share their struggles, celebrate their wins. Um, I do a talk a month on a different theme. So we're on month four next month, but we've had goal setting, um, confidence and boundaries. And one of them escapes me. Um, I can't remember the other talk, the other um, 
theme but then we have a guest speaker on uh, a month as well and so we've had you on Mary which has been absolutely amazing the women loved that and um, so did I, I learned so much about female health and so you've done a talk I've had um, a PT on Jess Banahan which has been great talking about body confidence um, and then um, there was Hello Day the owner of a planning company um, notebooks things she was lovely um yeah and so there's loads so basically there's a guest speaker on a month to cement learning and then I do a talk a month and then you get a workbook as well um and and I am going to do like more Q&As on there as well but it's just lovely it's just a nice nice safe space for women to feel connected um and to grow uh to grow as people because they've got common interests as well and the nice thing is they all want to develop and they all want to grow um So yeah, so I just did that. So it's a gym membership for the mind, your place, your space. So you're you can link uh, my page and yeah, there's gonna I'll be link, more information. Yeah. Definitely. I'll leave the link to your Instagram and maybe if you've got a link for that group as well, will I do that? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah or, or it's on um I'll, I'll send you a link to it actually, but it's on my bio as well. Cool, that's really great. Yeah, I just think it's really nice to be part of a community that can make it so much easier as well. And that's so a big part of like an important part of behavioral change is being part of a community. Oh encouraging you and and inspiring you as well so yeah no it sounds amazing I think it's really 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 cool group like because yeah there's so many gyms out there for physical health but like mental health it's so so important and it's those little things that can really make a difference and like just the reflection and the goal setting all of that's so helpful so yeah I I really liked like that that, like the group idea so I definitely if anyone wants to check it out I'll leave the link thank you um but yeah um Charlotte just before you go anything you want to say or where can people find you um I will leave all links anyway but um just to maybe leave a an ending note (laughs) yeah no uh thank you so much uh thank you so much for having me on it's been lovely Uh, I love like being able to speak to reach new people who I wouldn't have ordinarily been able to speak to it's been lovely um and I'm so glad like we connected on Instagram um but yeah Instagram at Charlotte Jane Mindset Coach um, and then um, all my information is on the link in my bio uh, on there. And so I look forward to hearing from some of you. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Hopefully people will check you out because you've got really good, uh, inspiring content. And uh, as we kind of said and alluded to a lot through this episode, working on your mindset is so, so important no matter what your goals are, health, nutrition, hormones, fitness and then relationships career yeah, yeah. etc we need to work on our mindset so yeah thank you so much again Charlotte for coming on and uh, I will be back with another episode very soon thank you